Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello everyone, welcome back to a very rough Saturday Draft Live. It's, it's I, Jack Graham. It was my, it was my birthday this week. Uh, and it was also my, my co-host girlfriend's birthday, Ryan Delish. Ryan, how are we doing? Yeah, I'm good, how are you, mate? A bit better. A bit, a, bit, a bit better than what I felt earlier on in the morning, but we went. We were out in Glasgow yesterday, we did, did some, some day drinking, that, 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 that sub-crawl stuff. Uh, it's not fun in games when you're 26. I can, I can I can say that it's not it's absolutely not worth it. Uh, I need to go back out and do it all again today. I'm not I'm not particularly looking forward to it. But I'll be fine. I'll be good. I'll be I'll be I'll be good. And uh, I had to make sure I was up a bit earlier so I could do the scores for today's shows, which was also very very fun having to type numbers into a spreadsheet. But yeah, we we move. This is this is the job we do. The job we love. The job we we don't get paid for. Uh, <laughs> So it's always it's Saturday Draft Live, Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, wherever you get your stuff, we're on it. We've got our Twitter page, Suplex Retweet, the Facebook page, we've got a community group too, we've got our website, it's got a full back catalogue, and you can find stuff like Central, our feature shows, East Meets West, you'll find stuff on our YouTube with previous quiz showdowns. Yeah, we've got a full back catalogue, I believe we're in the top 50 wrestling podcasts now in the UK. Well done, well done, we're beating the new day in the UK, so fucking get up. Fuck you, new day. Aye. <laughs> fucking idiots can't even beat fucking Vikings on SmackDown the past couple of weeks, you know what I mean? Fucking, hey-ho. Right, we move on, move on, we'll do our usual. And Ryan, you'll be happy at the first sight of our top three of the week. You're transferred in tag team of the Street Profits. I've got six points this week. They are in a, they're in a tag title match against my tag team, the Usos, next Saturday at SummerSlam with a... Uh, Double J Jeff Jarrett as a special guest referee. Street Profits have picked up a good amount of steam recently, especially since you transferred them in, haven't they? Well, I hate to blow one trumpet, Jack. They might call me the work experience boy, but this is absolute genius for myself here, Jack. <laughs> well, will they beat the Usos at SummerSlam? I don't know, right? Could go either way. However, when you've got Usos on both shows every week, they're going to be on both shows every week because of the feud. So I'll take it. <laughs> like even if it's matches or winning from DQs or just turning up and leaving, easy points. I'll take it any day of the week. I think that I think the good thing that's kind of came out of it is that like, uh, body a lot of, a lot of build up from Money in the Bank because obviously the Street Profits lost money in the, at Money in the Bank to the Usos uh, title like, for some dodgy shenanigans. Well, that's why as a special guest referee, the shoulders but, up. <laughs> but before, like before and after, there's been a lot of just kind of singles matches, and they've been appearing much like the Usos. So they've been benefiting from points in that way. But obviously, SmackDown last night, uh, Street Profits and Madcap Moss. I was a very, a very good, a very good uh, win for your for your teams there. Actually, Cause you've got Madcap Moss as well, don't you? Oh, I another genius pick. That was a laugh at that <laughs> for. Uh, that was, that done done pretty well because of the uh, Austin Theory losing Gary's team, and then the Usos as well. We lost, so that was a a, a, wee, a wee knock. I mean, not for us, but that's that's by the by. But I, it's it, it's looking well. I think if there's ever a time for the Usos to lose their belts, I think it's now because if they beat the if they beat the Street Profits again, 
genuinely who's next the only thing that I could think of is what I suggested a couple of weeks ago was that you put Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens as a tag team and you have them beat the Usos because they're so unready of shite and what they did with the KO show a few months a weeks ago but that feels like something for like a, a SummerSlam match that, that's that's a, that's big yeah. not saying that Street Profits isn't big for a SummerSlam but that, that would be a good a good end to it it's just it's I feel that when the street, if the street profits win, what exactly happens to the tag division? I feel as if it goes into a bit of disarray after this. I don't know. I feel this is like the the final boss, and once that's done, you're just kind of it just kind of mellows out for there a bit. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, um, big and wide. I'm not sure, but it would also be wouldn't be great for the tag division per se. If the profits won, but it does start the other storyline, maybe the beginning of the end for the bloodline, if that's the direction they want to take. So there's two ways of looking at it. Aye, because I mean, all this is Brock Lesnar next week that Roman's facing. Roman's not losing, you know, you no, know what I mean. No. And it makes it makes sense, I think, if you have Usos and Roman all lose at the same time, or at least like have Usos maybe lose half the unified belts. And then the other half at a pay per view, and then Roman loses loses his pay per view. But that's not going to happen till WrestleMania. Are you going to keep the tag belts on Usos till WrestleMania? I, I don't know. It's it's a long way. They've done very well with what with what they've made to the now with their booking. But at what point is it going to drag? And are we at that point now? I don't know. I don't know. But that, yeah. I mean, that, that's that. There'll be better better men than us, Ryan, that can maybe tell us the answer to that. Who knows? Yeah. Why are we here? Uh, <laughs> we just <laughs> talk about points and leave. Uh, we'll, we'll move on to the next. That our, our number two, Bianca Belair, Scott Scott's captain. She's now second in the top ten overall, one hundred seven points after she got ten points this week. Uh, she's going into a match at SummerSlam against Becky Lynch defending her title. It'll be good for Scott potentially if he gets a wee a wee win that he might be able to kinda close the gap to Gary for the top three, but I don't know if that's in a reach. But it's 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 proved to be a great pick for Scott this season as well. Oh definitely. Um Bianca's always been a good choice the last maybe four seasons at least. Um the a leader of the uh women's division and rightfully so. She's going to score big on these freaks, even if she's only on Raw, uh, unlike the previous we were talking about. But, um, yeah, we can't go wrong with Bianca Villier. She is who she is. She is EST. She will do what she does, and she will score for it. Well done, uh, Scott. Absolutely. Our number one is our usual. Uh, my captain, Tony Schiavone, 14 <laughs> points, 166 points overall. But we won't talk about him because... Well, I guess we'll have a we'll have a wee discussion after our usual stuff at the at the end of the episode, Ryan. Yeah. Maybe some things that have been said in the chat before, maybe rulings and stuff, and it can it, it might bring to a good a good point, uh, and maybe there'll be some surprise opinions coming up as well. But we'll, we'll leave that we'll leave that until later on. We will come on to our usual our top nine table of how everyone's getting on and unfortunately Lester's League winner isn't doing very good as as has been the majority of the season Adam Kelly with how much wood can NXT champion Braun Breaker break if NXT champion Braun Breaker could break wood ninth 
140 points. And then uh, one of our uh, Saturday Draft Live's own, David Tockney, who's uh, something up in Croatia, I guess you didn't know he was on a holiday. I don't know if you mentioned that before. Yeah, the West End Country Club at 154 points in eighth position. Ross is 168 and a half points in seventh. With what a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good McMahon, mighty good Mahan. Ryan, you're in sixth for the People's Union. There's quite a gap between you and Ross, so it's safe to say you won't be in that bottom three. I think with 231 points. Yeah. Um. I will say though, I've looked at the track record. I've done this twice before, and I've never finished in the bottom half. So I would really like not to be where I am. And anything, any points above Scott is just bliss. So I'll take it. I'm aiming for fourth. I was going to say it's quite, it's quite. Quite as a top nine, even if you get fifth, you are mid table. You're not top half. You're not bottom half. Do you know what? Stevens away. I can say what I want. I will finish fourth this season. <laughs> I was, I, 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 well, Street Profits win, and who knows? But obviously, Scott Scott is Bianca Belli, our captain, so it'll be tough. But you know, it's, it's not the realms of possibility. But uh, I'll finish up at least above Scott, probably Stephen as well. Connor, right now, <laughs> bold claims, bold claims from the man, bold claims from the man. But Scott is in 239 points, an eight point gap in fifth position with the fresh picks of Belli and Stephen one point ahead. The Bells Hill Nightmares in fourth position. He was he was my closest rival, him and him and Chris for a long while, and he's just kind of slipped off ever since the transfer window. And it's our current War theme for Stephen. <laughs> it's been a recurring theme that uh, Stephen just shits the bed when it comes to the transfer window. <laughs> unfortunately for him, so he'll be quite upset. But then again, he is just married, and he is in Cyprus. Son he's of distracted. Hall. So I, uh, how how upset can he be when he's all inclusive and getting all the drinks he wants? So he's he's loving life. But there is a a twenty one and a half point gap into the top three with uh, Gary King Mabel's Court two hundred sixty one and a half points. We do have Chris Anthony Lopez, homeboy in the Heartbreakers in second position with two hundred eighty three points. And then it's myself. Ban International Friendlies number one three hundred fifty and a half points. And I, I feel like I can confidently say that I'm winning this season. I don't you think I don't think Chris is going to be getting a seventy point swing in the in the next week, and I'm going to get none. Uh, so I, I I will be the the first ever three time champion of the draft, and I will be the only the only person. Obviously, I'm the only person to have won three times, but the the majority of people that have won. That's twice. I've won it in a tag season. Yeah, so, are you haven't? Oh. I haven't. I've won it uh, three slow times. So that are you? Are you really the goat then, Jack? Uh, well, I, I, who am I to say? I wouldn't. I wouldn't take that Monica away from anyone. But if folk want to call me that, that's that's absolutely fine. But just, just I'm a, I'm a man of the people. Just call me Jack. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just one of yours. You know, I'm just a, just a good guy. That's, that's all I am. But we'll go from good guys onto absolute wanks. Uh, we've been we've been speaking to them over the past week. Obviously, Stephen would previously provide the scores. Ah, we've been having to do it, having to speak to them more than what we'd like to, Ryan. But it's you, you're your former people. You can know who they are and whatnot. Take it away. How, how's the listeners league getting on? Well, you say that I have to talk to them because of Stephen being away. But realistically, I just post a screenshot and just close the app down, and then I come back a week later and I've got two hundred plus notifications, and I'm just wondering. Thank God I didn't read all that. Uh, but anyway, here we are with Lister's League. Um, I'll go through the top five and then we'll get the kind of obvious two-horse race. Well, 
one horse race, but we'll talk about that. So in fifth place, we've got Ross Brady, the name of Studios, on 332 points, who I may add is tied with Lee McAdeer as well, who's in sixth with the same amount of points, living on Sheer Planet Austin. Then we go a slight jump, seven points, 339. Johnny Adams with Scott Steiner's mass class. Is that the first he's won? But we need a top four, top five. I've not seen his name before. Who's won? Johnny Adams. Uh, hey, it might have been. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll take a look and see who's on it. And it's team Johnny Adams. We've got Usos as captain, Drew McIntyre, Mandy Rose, Omar, Sadie Styles, Becky Lynch. Maybe he's just kind of in and about, floating in a boat. Who knows? But I don't well, care. Welcome, Fuck Johnny. Johnny Welcome. <laughs> fuck, fuck you, Johnny. You. <laughs> Speaking of uh, fuck you, Robert fucking Shaw and the Draft Bastards at 363 and a half points. And then we've got where the real show is. Uh, second place, we've got JP, hello, your daughter there, blah, 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 on 391 points. And then 15 points ahead, 406, the old age in-laws and your winner of the Listeners League, Dan Actual Jameson. Jack, what do you think of that? <laughs> It's like he's got a 15 points for me. I really hope it's Dan Axel, James, because I don't want JP back. Uh, JP's yeah. obviously got Usos, Tony Chabot. Captain, and we've got Dan Axel, James, and oh my god, my spreadsheet's doing fucking bits. I'll do it. He's got Tony, Tony <laughs> Chabot as captain, so they're going to get the thing to look at here. Tony is his captain, so he's going to get the guaranteed points. JP's got the risk. That the Usos lose, that might scupper things. Obviously, Dan's got the same points as he's got Usos tag team as well, but that captain changed different there. But Dan also has Ronda Rousey. Yep. And is she going to beat Liv? Is she going to lose to Liv? Are they going to? It's it's a really interesting one. But GP also has Ronda Rousey, so I think actually, hmm, I do hope we have a Listeners League champion. To be fair. And I, think, I, just think, I just think I just think Savonis close too much. Aye, uh, I, I would I would have enjoyed it if Robert Shaw came back. Yeah, good guy, good guy. I, 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 I never drafted with Robert Shaw in the main league side for obvious reasons. So I met, met, him, met him at the wedding uh, last weekend. Good guy, very good guy. Spoke had good good chats. But yeah, it's a shame. Maybe maybe you'll win the next listeners league, uh, Robert. And you'll come back. Be the first two time. Yeah. Aye. Uh, but uh, we moved with... my title, but we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck right, robbed. fucking we... robbed. <laughs> we do have our discussion point of the episode, Ryan, and we yes. are talking about non-wrestlers in the draft. <sighs> yeah, right. I'll, I'll start off, um, Tony. The, the thing previously before this season at least maybe two seasons ago when you picked a backstage uh, we'll say competitor for the stakes of the draft there was a risk in taking them there's been previous seasons with the likes of Adam Pierce, Sonia Deville William Regal etc you pick them for the chance that they have good shows but they're not guaranteed to be there all the time whereas Tony Schiavone doesn't have that risk factor to him. If you put a captaincy on him, he's going to be on dynamite at least four times in a night. That's eight points guaranteed every week, and you're not going to lose anything from that. Um, 
but it's also a weird line because obviously he's commentary, he's backstage, he's, he's done announcing as well, but we can't pick backstage people. Uh, so there's like a grey line as to whether he should be a legal choice or not. Uh, obviously, Jack, you might have a bias because you've had you've pretty much read them to a third year, a third season victory. But um, are you maybe on the sceptical side yourself? Um, so I, when it first happened, I believe it was the, it was the, it was it Selena Vega when she mm-hmm. was really wrestling and she was a kind of manager to Andrade and Ross picked her and was getting mad points from that and then we got the tag team of like Bobby Lashley and MVP and I picked Paul Heyman and then you get Heyman and Reigns mind it from that respect because I guess they are characters they're they are managers they have a role in it they're personas yeah yeah it's the as I'll, I'll, sound like, I'll be sounding like a big contradiction here it is your Tony Giovanni's that I, I, I do find questionable. I've said in shows many a time before that if they're there to be picked, I will pick them. And that's exactly what I've done. But should we be allowed to? I don't yeah. think so. I don't know. I if if it was if it was me, I'm I, I was, I'm quite happy with just if managers are allowed to release a Paul Heyman and such. Yeah, sure. That's fine. They are on screen personas in it. Maybe not college teams and whatnot. Maybe it should just be pure, just only wrestlers should be picked. And that yeah, way. Where you draw the line. But uh, I yeah. feel like, as well with picking backstage and other people outside of actually in ring competing, it's added a, a completely different element to draft in the last, say, what, six seasons we've been doing it? Like no. the, tag, the tag teams have been completely thrown into a new dynamic. So, like for example, what I learned quicker was every big heel wrestler with a jabby ship this time last year had a belt and a manager. So they went to tag teams, MVP Lashley, Roman, Paul Heyman, and then all the women's picks went first round. So I did a couple of new dynamic to draft, which was really interesting. But see when you've got people like Tony Schiavone, it doesn't do anything for the draft at all. And I just, I just, so I don't think he should be there, but I don't know where you'll draw the line. Like, do we just say he's just backstage, you can't pick him? But he's also not just backstage, so, so I don't know. Uh, it's, it's an intri- It's like, obviously, Tony Schiavone's got me fucking 166 points. So nearly, and also I've got 315 and a half points overall. So nearly, like, just under half our points is scored by Tony Schiavone. And then, obviously, Usos for me have 78 points as well. So the other two, obviously, Usos is a performing team. That's absolutely fine. It's picked him because I could. And, uh, you said you are going to. I don't right. make the rules. <laughs> yeah, I said I don't make the rules. <laughs> I don't make the rules. I, I, just, I just play the game type thing. If I could make the rules... I would only allow wrestlers to be in the draft. I think. I think. It's, I think. I think because of what's happened this season and how it's allowed me. Again, I was. I did it last season, but I didn't have Tony Schiavone in my team. Well, the, the last transfer window season didn't have Tony Schiavone in my team. I just. I, but I walked it. I've walked it again purely because of Tony Schiavone. 
And what's going to happen I, next season as well? Because p- person whoever goes first is just going to pick him round one, and that'll be one. Or she. Yeah. And I, I think because of that, I am firmly in the camp that only wrestlers should be allowed to be drafted. I don't like. I I I said I've been fine with managers and do it for. I get it, but if I was to have it fully my own way, only wrestlers should be allowed to be drafted in the in the draft. Yeah, um, oh, I just want to say while we're here, Jack, we're talking about it. Chris Anthony Lopez has been a big component of this, maybe for selfish reasons because he's stuck in second, Jack. But he has a very good point that uh, when he raised this, is that maybe it's a bit BS, <laughs> if any, for lack of a better term, that he should be even be a figure in this draft in the first place. So as, I, as a junior, Jack, I've got to bring that up to you. <laughs> I do get it. Like, I do, I do get it. Obviously, it's the, it's what we've done numerous amount of times before, and it may still continue on, but I think it is something that's definitely needing, definitely needing reviewed. I, yeah, it's, I don't think we. Should, I think it should just be folks that perform in the ring that. That can be drafted. I've essentially won the draft because of someone that doesn't wrestle and we're a wrestling like wrestling podcast. Yeah. Like for perspective of how well Shivani's done, right? My entire team's only scored seventy points more than Tony Shivani has. Aye. And I'm Aye. not even I'm not even bothered. He won mid. I <laughs> Matt Tony Shivani's done better than Adam's full team and Hockney's full team and nearly Ross's full team. Like one person's nearly like eclipsed. It's 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 an it's an interesting one. It's it's one that I'm sure Stephen Roney might need to have a think over because it's been it, it's been raised. Obviously, if he continues to stay, if if the ruling stays that he's allowed that non wrestlers allowed to continue in the draft, such as Tony Schiavone and managers and such, that's fine. We'll play the still play the game as it as it is. And we'll I will pick in accordance to that. Do I think I should be allowed to pick in accordance to wrestlers from from because because of what we've seen recently? I think it should just be wrestlers. Yeah. I I just feel like there's no the competition's a bit weak weaker. From a first round pick, if you still have that, like as I said already, like if you're first, you've you've got it. Just don't play any risks, and you'll win. It's just so that much. Uh, like, uh, also, I was I picked second. Scott picked Bianca Belair first, and then I picked Tony. If he picked Tony, I uh, I think I would still be first to be fair, but it would be closer. I've just made pick, made better picks around him, but like yeah. I feel like if it, if Chris got a pick him, if Gary or whatever, like that's that's where you, we would see the see the change. But yeah, I think I think on that note, we've, we've, it's a it's a question left to the listeners, it's a question left to the the people on our on our podcast that maybe it's something to something to consider again. But we'll we'll, we'll leave it at that. We don't want to dwell on it too much. That's. That is Saturday Draft Live for this week, Ryan. We'll, we'll both be here next weekend. It's the final episode before SummerSlam. 
with Scott will be joining us as well. We'll be talking about the table, our teams, what it's looking like into SummerSlam. I guess the crowd new three time champion. Yeah, I guess it'll be a bit. I'll be a bit. I was going. I won't be boring, but I'll be like we. It's a it's a formality at this at this stage. I find it's happening, but I will be talking about that. I guess and how how well we've done over the how the season. If we're happy with what's happened, etc. But yeah, Ryan, thanks for coming on. Even though we're both uh, rough boys today. Yeah, I'm going back to bed. This is great. I need to try and wake myself up to do to do this all over again. But I've been been Jack Graham, and we'll we'll see you next week. See you later. Hi, I'm Scott McLeod. And I'm Grant McGrobby. We are the hosts of the monthly show on Eat Sleep Suplex Retreat East Meets West. Where we'll bring you all the latest happenings, reviews and big events from New Japan and the land of the Far East. You can remember to check that out on the Eat Sleep Suplex Retreat podcast feed on all good Android podcasting sites like Anchor, Spotify or iTunes now. <laughs> <laughs>